Oh, that is super cool. I really like that. Yeah. That's cute. How big is this thing? I have no fucking idea. She was like, she goes, hey, it's going to be $10 for shipping. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll Venmo you. And then she goes, yeah, sorry. She goes, I have to mail the wood the wood thing by itself since it's so, such an awkward sh- like shape and size. And I was like, <laughs> what? what? What did I, feel I sign so up for? In like, my purchase yeah, now. I was like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I'm like, okay. If it had measurements on it, I didn't fucking see it. It was price not large. Okay. Oh, I mean, I was thinking it's gonna be like this, but maybe, maybe not. since it's kind of like a weird shape, she's scared to put it with other things yeah, and break off. It is. It does look like a little bit dainty. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, very so, cool. It's so fucking yeah. nerdy. I'm sorry. I'm excited <laughs> to see your like new house, all the stuff in it. I'm yeah, it's so homey. So, oh, I can't wait. It's gonna very have any blue fucking walls. It's not. Although um the bath, I can't move into a house apparently without having a yellow room. Um, down- last last house was the basement it was Don't sponge yellow oh my god <laughs> bathroom remember we've learned bathroom yes. yellow Ew. i like yellow personally i like the color yellow but on a wall that is a bold choice or one one wall i would go pops hmm. of yellow accent colors true i am not an interior designer the whole fucking bathroom was yellow mm. at the at shady it was a yellow, like a soft, not even soft, a fucking yellow with a darker orangey yellow sponge painted over the whole thing. Oh no. Oh. That was a choice. Like a drunk oh. person sunset. Was- <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was a choice and yes, correct. Oi. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So now it's gonna be the first room up. And it has just like a really big mirror. We've been finding out what appliances work at our house. Ooh. That's exciting. As in some don't. Um, well, first of all, first one was my fault. Our fridge is plugged into our hallway, and I went to get a glass of water. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You have to hook it to a water line. I was like, Clave, oh, we bought a broken fridge. <laughs> and he was like, Yeah, the same face you do. We're like, You're not serious. And I was like, Unfortunately, I am. Look at this thing. It's not working. It's not working. <laughs> He's like, so where do you think the water come from? I was like, the back of the fridge with the ice is. It's not making ice either. I was like, it's plugged in the way the freezer is working. I have a pizza. It's just making H2O molecules in the back of the freezer. Like, come on. Oh my God, Sarah. (laughs) It's 2021. I've only rented. It's always been set up. I didn't realize. (laughs) That's true. It's always rented. (laughs) Oh my God. I Um, made sure when I rented, it came with its own appliances. I drive a small car. So you think like the filter was just like, just randomly had to be changed? Like not like. There could have been a little multiverse back there of people just making, if you walk Rick and Morty, you'll get it. Just mm-hmm. stomping to make energy. Oh, see, I was thinking SpongeBob, who's in the brain. <gasps> yeah. Just piling everything. Mm-hmm. Either one. They're, back, they're making ice. <laughs> no, but the real thing that did scare me. So Andrew came home last night. He had a migraine. And I was like, okay, go to bed. I'm just going to mm-hmm. pop in like a, a pizza in the oven. Real casual night. Cause mm-hmm. you've been spending a lot of money on food. I got pizza. He was like, okay, cool. I just preheat the oven. I go outside, write my little notes, and I hear like, beep, beep, beep. Like, cool, preheated. <gasps> beep, beep, beep. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> Turns out it's the fire alarm, the smoke <gasps> alarm. The whole thing is full of smoke, and I was like, what is this? Oh, but it wasn't no. like a thick smoke. It was yeah. like, um, I don't know, like you could kind of see it, but I almost felt like, am I drunk off mm-hmm. of something? Like, it just looks hazy. And yeah. There was nothing in it, so I just turned it off, and it kind of kept being smoky for a minute. And I'm like... Andrew, I'm so sorry, but I need your help. <laughs> so it had to be a nightmare for a person with a migraine. I was like, I, I know oh, you don't no. want to hear this, but you have to help me get this to stop. Wow. So I ordered Domino's. So uh, 
What does okay, that mean? Good. <laughs> so, well, two questions. No, one statement, one question. <laughs> statement. If he, we know he's already evolved from like baby clave, you know, clave, super clave. But now, is if there are, can there be like a, a fourth transition in a Pokemon <laughs> card? Because like that right there, mega clave. Mega clave. Oh. I would buy that card. Just saying. I put a ring on that finger. He's just mm-hmm. got his eyes closed because he has a migraine, but he's like feeling around for stuff. <laughs> um, and then my question. I know you can't see carbon monoxide, but was your do you have a carbon monoxide detector or is it just a smoke slash fire detector? It's in the kitchen. It was beeping. Hmm. Okay. That's Did what I know. Did you hook the stove up yourself? No. Oh. It smelled hot. It, no, I'm a car- nope. it smelled no. hot. It smelled hot. Yeah. You can, like you can smell heat. <laughs> So then I was like, oh, shoot, like, there's stuff everywhere. So I was like, maybe I have, like, a wire somewhere, like, just under a, I don't know. So I just ordered pizza. There was no, like, paper accidentally in the oven or, like, weird? Did you open the oven? At some point, I would have had to. But now it's all a blur. (laughs) A noisy blur. Well, folks, this is why some people go to trade school. We are Uh, recording, aren't we? Yes, we are. currently packing his car <laughs> to leave me i go me have a migrant in peace <laughs> literally he never feels bad and i felt oh, i felt sorry. terrible i was like oh i don't know how to make it stop i don't know where the heat is coming from i've never even seen him like anything less than just neutral like not super tired not sick i've never heard you say like oh clay was so sick last week or what no never even when he's sick he's still neutral he's like yeah i'm gonna lay down I would agree. I think that's a good description. Which yet again is why we work because I am pretty much never neutral and because <laughs> you know things like th- what you just described happened to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> so we will be checking, I guess, wiring. I don't know. We gotta call somebody. Any oven experts? <laughs> Mm-hmm. If you're listening and you can operate an oven, <laughs> reach out to Sinister Sunrise Podcast at gmail.com. Just address it to me and I'll uh, I'll hit you up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all we need. Yes. That's all we need. Uh speaking of Sinister Sunrise Podcast, yes. that's what you're listening to right now. Surprise. I'm I'm Morgan. Sarah. Aaron. <laughs> Got it. And yeah. uh I think what are we at? Episode sixty four. Wow. Sixty four. Yeah. Damn. And I know, so this obviously comes out a bit later than when we record it, but guess what comes out tonight on Netflix? The Circle! The Circle Season 2! Oh! I'm so sorry. No. It's so good! No, um, I'm so sorry that I ruined your surprise, no. but um, my <laughs> friends from work were very pumped, and I already got the, the, the call. I dove so hard into that show, I'm ready. I was like, wait, friends, are we, like, ignoring the world and binging it when everything's out? And I got the, like, no, 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 we're watching it as we go. And I was like, I just need another plan. I just need another plan. Yeah, because are they doing it weekly again, I guess? I think so. Cool. I hope so. I saw a big thing. People were blowing up because the whole point of Netflix was you could see all of your show at once. There is no waiting. And now they're doing the TV thing. But it's because it's a Netflix original. 
I'm just, I don't know. You know I what? don't mind either way. Because yeah. I, I kind of, I don't mind the weekly releases because I feel like I have time to like process and like, oh, something to look forward to. Because if I binge it, then I forget it in two weeks and All I'm right. on to the next thing. I'm a red blood American. I want to binge it. I want a fatty steak. <laughs> I want to not remember. But here's the thing though. See on regular TV, how they're like doing this, like Bachelor comes out weekly, right? But now think about it. You can watch it weekly or not watch it and then you can binge it or you can watch it weekly and then binge it again because it's there and it's safe and it's waiting for you. And it's safe. <laughs> and then, for like, now. You're talking about then, shooting, like, aren't you? Yeah. And then like not erased. <laughs> Little shoes. Oh. No, um, I'm sorry, but the fact that I'm still waiting for Outer Banks, <clears throat> I am still waiting <laughs> for Too Hot to Handle and Trash. you. Yeah. Okay, I don't even like fucking reality TV. The circle and that. I is thought my you ish. was, unless that was a lie I saw. I thought you was coming out like this weekend or next weekend or something. Um, what? Was that, you oh, was I too thought intense I, for me. Let me see. But also, did you see Chloe's going to be on season two? Chloe from Too Out to Handle is going to be in the circle. Did you not see that? I watched no, the trailer. No, I, I just let people tell me things. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, you, oh, because oh, they sorry. already filmed it. First of all, I was like, oh, Cat's out it was bag. in the trailer. No, sorry. Speaking of Too Out to Handle, Francesca. Mm-hmm. She has a girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, very famous girlfriend. Her and that really? guy broke up. Or she was dating, like, um, I don't know her girlfriend. I don't know who she's, yeah. Hold on. Then maybe she's I thought she was dating now. a girl. She randomly popped up on Snapchat or something. I was, like, I was like, damn, that looks like the girl from Too Hot I was like, oh, it is. Damn, she macking on a girl. I was like, get it, girl. Mm-hmm. Get it. <laughs> she is. I mean, she kind of seemed vapid, but she is gorgeous. Yeah. She's, I mean, she looks like a Kardashian, but at least she has, she acts like she has a little bit more of a brain. Sorry for anyone who's offended. I just can't stand her. So, like, do you want to, like, understand where I'm coming from, Kim? Because I don't (laughs) think that you do. Why are you so rude? You know I'm fragile right now. Just oh, I can't. I can't. Look at their poor friend, like, um, excuse me, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Make that the cover photo for this episode. Episode Literally, I'm gonna put like us okay. in the circle. Like, okay, us yeah. just waiting. Like, are you gonna just give us all of it? I love it. It's all. <laughs> I feel that pain. Oh. Ever been a third wheel? This picture is gonna really remind Have you. Ever been like a fifth or seventh wheel? Rough. That's that's a different kind of game. Okay, so her girlfriend oh. now is not famous. Everyone oh. listening has probably stopped listening, but she used to date someone who was like pretty famous. It doesn't matter. Erin oh, got the It game. was a lie. Oh, I do have a game. Yes, you is not coming out this month. It must have been, you know, someone just posting okay, random crap. Okay, I can't be mad because we don't we, we weren't able to confirm. Okay, okay. Yes. And yes, Sarah, I do have the game today. And I took oh. a page out of your own book. Oh. So what we're going to do, and I got this idea from Emily and I thought it was pretty funny. Oh, no. I have some paper over there. I have extra copies of paper in case we need it. We are going to make a paper airplane and then we're going to throw it and see who can go the farthest we can do it we can throw it inside here we can go outside on my hill we have options so uh, right here because if and if it goes further than than the length of the basement i'm done i mine's <laughs> yeah. gonna go i just know it it's like two inches i don't know you never know all right uh west add a plane sound effects thank you Goodbye. <laughs> i'm real gonna start it over Oof. That was spicy. That was a <laughs> yeah. So we just. Thank you, Google Images. Oh my God, yeah. And you originally were like, 
I think it's cheating looking up how to make a paper airplane. And I, mean, I said, no. <laughs> to be fair, my plane would have looked the same whether I had directions or not. I said, I hate these The end of mine was yeah. like like six folds and I was like, all right, looks good. Mine would have looked like the origami <laughs> game we played. <laughs> a crumpled ball? Yep. A little boat. <laughs> Didn't you also win that one? I, nah, well, you didn't win this one. Yeah, I did win this one. So, never a great paper plane builder, but who did win? Morgan. Mine, yep. said, mine was, my plane was called Please Don't Lose. Because <laughs> I really thought it was going to be bad. <laughs> and I was second, which mm-hmm. mine is called Pretty Fly for a second try. So, actually, spot on. Second, yeah. second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mine was called Lord of the Flies. And <laughs> more like Lord of the lord of the die yeah (laughs) we made it out of my hand directly on the floor where i wanted it we're all about speed here at lord of the flies inc not distance oh so it it was mm. great if you had said distance i would made a whole different plane Mm. Mm. too bad we did but yeah i I didn't (laughs) cut that from the record i didn't hear it Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay okay uh, so I guess that means it's me. Let me yeah. yep. get to my notes here. Oop, nope, that's melon heads. <laughs> Cute little melon head. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Episode 64. Today I am bringing you St. Louis Cemetery number one. Ooh. Ooh. So I have to specify the number one as there are three cemeteries with the same name in New Orleans. Oh. Yeah, we're going down south. No. Ooh. It also is called St. Louis, so it kind of caught my eye. It resonated with you a little bit. A little bit. bit. Um, This cemetery was built in 1789. This is noted as one of the oldest and most famous cemeteries in New Orleans, if not the state, if not the surrounding area. It's, Mm. It's very well known. So, according to NewOrleans.com, many visitors are not happy because you can't actually enter the cemetery. It is closed to the public, only getting a tour around the cemetery as it is now gated and requires a special pass if you are a family or a loved one of someone who is buried in the cemetery. I mean, that makes sense. It's their resting place. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like they signed a waiver right before they died, like, and they can visit me here between these times. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is it. Um, one major creep factor is that this cemetery is above ground. And up until recently, um, they did tours, but now on Google, it just is permanently closed. So I don't know if they're still just doing the pandemic or what's going on. Or mm-hmm. maybe they just, they say closed because you can't get actually into it. Fair enough. Um, and I found all that it on, uh, oh, just kidding. Skirt, <laughs> Ernie. Um, <laughs> I'm, I meant to say my experience. Okay. So back, the, like the tombs and such being above the ground. Have you guys ever seen that? I've seen pictures, pictures. of the cemetery. Yeah. Okay. Pictures. And they still look kind of like, they kind of look like a mausoleum mask, you know, like brick kind of dreary mm-hmm. like is that where cement? cardi b is supposed to be on her up video in the very beginning i have never seen her up video I well she's either. twerking on above ground tombs interesting oh i really hope not dressed like a i don't know like spanish temptress i don't really know what she's supposed to be 
Dress like Cardi B in a cemetery. I, uh, <laughs> I will have to check that out, and that may make me mad at my girl for a little bit, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when, and of course we'll post, I'll have a picture of this cemetery and such, but when I was in Curacao, it's an island in the Virgin Islands, I think. It was a long time ago. Were you fancy? It was my mom's wedding. Ooh. They're divorced. <laughs> yeah. But, and it's a teeny tiny little island, so you can do a whole island tour in about like an hour and a half. That's cool. Actually. Like, it's literally like five miles. Like, boop, boop. It's tiny. But the cemeteries there are the exact same way above ground, but they're like, bright pink and yellow and blue like, oh. like it's it's such a different vibe mm-hmm. so yeah so culturally it's very different but still like you know similar okay um and the reason why in this particular area cemetery number one um is because of the heavy rainfall in uh new orleans um the coffins would quote pop back up and uh, if you can imagine, oh, yeah. that's a uh, little scarring for people, for families. They'd go and try to visit their families and the coffin would be sticking up. Imagine the, the amount of serial killers that would have came out of Louisiana. Like like popcorn? Absolutely not. Yep. No. So, hence the above ground, more building-esque type. Okay. Yeah. They do look cool. Spooky. Yeah, yeah, I mean, mm, to me, it looks like you're just getting put in a drawer, and I'm not really a big <laughs> fan of that, but, you know, it's it's a thing. You're with your family. You can be, like, a plot is, like, you can just be your whole family in, like, a little building, so that's kind of oh. cool. Oh, I was thinking more like you're a trophy in a trophy case. Oh. I went more like flip the coin. Okay. I'm on a pedestal, bitch. Okay, we'll take it that way. I like that much. Mostly because I'm having a real good day. Yeah, I like that much better. Okay, we'll go that route. So... According to NewOrleans.com, many visitors are not happy that they cannot enter it, um, and then, um, but they go to see the quote notable tenants. According to Gallivanter Tours and Wikipedia, um, I just named a couple here. Um, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, uh, person. I don't mean to be rude. I don't know how to pronounce your name. Itene de Boer. They were the first mayor of New Orleans who paved the way for the sugar industry. Okay. So there's a lot of other facts. You can look them up. They're quite interesting. But first mayor ever of New Orleans. So that's old. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, Homer Plessy. Sound familiar? Plessy yes. versus Ferguson. Plaintiff in the civil rights case, 19, hey. 1896. Plessy versus Ferguson. Yep. Yep. So, buried there as well. And my personal favorite, renowned voodoo priestess, Marie Laveau, mm-hmm. and possibly, quote, possibly, the remains of Madame Delphine LaLaurie. Oh. But it is not confirmed. Huh. Ooh, buttercup. <laughs> exactly. So. I hope <laughs> Madame Laveau is having so much fun with her in her afterlife. Like, mm-hmm. ooh. Just, mm, it's bad. So, uh, any guess on how much a plot is here? Wait. Money. In how that cemetery? Okay. To be buried. You can still get buried here? I think if you're, like, in the family. I don't I don't know for sure. There's room. Okay. Because and it's worked up, not... It's up. 
I saw what it's about. Okay. Did you, I told you guys what it's about, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From a Jim, Jimmy Fallon interview. Um, <laughs> pooping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delicious. Um, $33,000. Oh, that's a good guess. I'll say $45,000. $40,000. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. take it. I'll take yeah. it. Very right in the middle. Good job. Um, but again, having family in the cemetery may be the only way to see inside the gates. Um, and better yet, you might get an actual chance to experience the paranormal activity that occurs there. Oh. So, Marie LaLaurie, or LaLaurie, not Laveau. Marie Laveau. Marie Laveau. Yeah, sorry. Lavori Laveau. Laveau, Laveau, Laveau. Anyway. Okay, I was like, now you're having me question no, it. Marie Laveau. Laveau it? Yes. Her tomb is said to grant wishes. Ooh. Stay with me here. Uh, Nolaghost.com states, quote, if you place an X on her tomb, I'm assuming with like chalk, you didn't say, uh, turn around three times, then knock on her tomb and yell out your wish. That she would grant it. <laughs> if your wish was... Hey, this is serious. No, it is, I'm just imagining the kinds of things people have been shouting in the cemetery. Correct. Um, ah, if your wish was granted, you were to come back, circle the X, and place an offering at the foot of her tomb. That seems fair. However, yeah. oh. she was known for her kindness in life, but... Apparently, broadcasting your disbelief in her or her practices could get you, quote, pushed, scratched, or thrown to the ground Whoa. in her hmm. death. You could even uh, catch possible glimpses of her walking around the area and then vanishing. I'm getting goosebumps. Like nice. Little... That's cool. Ooh. Okay. I believe in you, Marie. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, another notable spirit is Alphonse. Alphonse, I think it's Alphonse. Um, his spirit, according to Ghostly Tours, is quote known to take a. This is really sad. I'm so. I'm. This is sad. If you want to skip ahead, is known to take a visitor's hand in his as he pulls them to a stop. When you turn, you see a full body apparition smiling widely, and he then asks them to bring him home. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, that's so sad. Like in, a, like in a sweet way, like not in an icky way. Yeah, I know you have like a. I know it could go either way. Um, he has also been seen, <laughs> yeah, gathering flowers and offerings from other tombs and putting them on his. <laughs> <laughs> so like sad, but also like I right, get y'all's Alphonse. Okay. <laughs> Well, there's just flowers sitting around. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I guess there, there, there was a lot more on him as well. So if you're interested in his, his legacy and his, you know, afterlife legacy, then definitely look him up. Um, he is one of the most notable ones. Um, it was, I think he just had like a really sad life and didn't have a lot of people around him before oh, he passed. So. so sad. Yeah. Very sad. So, um, so whether it is a notable person's spirit or one of the hundred thousand individuals buried there Jeez. it is sure to be memorable yes from, i said hundred thousand from the pictures it looks like three tombs mm -hmm. hundred thousand wow maybe no longer are you on pedestals whoa that's a lot of people that's a lot of people and like it's also been around so long like 
if you think about it, probably if you were buried there, you may not be there right now. Like, if it rains and floods that bad, like, they could have and then drifted away. And, like, yeah. It's like the fucking poltergeist, bro. That fucked me up. That scene really fucked me up. Oh, in the pit with all the water in the tree? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't yeah. know that was going to happen. Did you know that? Yeah. They <laughs> didn't know it was real, real bones in they there? They didn't oh. even know. There's mm-hmm. like stuff. Apparently, they didn't even know it was going to happen. Oh, God. Surprise! Yeah. Some fries! <laughs> Wanted to get their real reaction. Jesus. What? Okay, then they got it. I, yeah, I felt I, the fear, so mm-hmm. it worked. Yes. So, uh, with that, on to Aaron. Yes. Yes. I'm excited about this one. Is it a doozy? This one is a doozy. Oh. Yay! <laughs> so, this case um, was recommended by our listener, Bree. So, I'm just going to dive right in. I feel like you guys might have heard about this one, probably. Okay. We're just going to go on. Okay. Is it a Brie that we all know or a different yes. Brie? Oh, God. Yes. Okay. <laughs> on the evening of August 22nd, 1922, Los Angeles police responded to a disturbance coming from 858 North Andrews Boulevard, home to Fred and Walburga Ostrike. The neighbor who had called to report the disturbance told dispatchers that he had heard gunshots and a woman's screams. When Detective Klein and other officers arrived, they discovered Fred Ostrike dead on the living room floor. A crime to remember, um, it's like an investigation discovery of a show, has an episode on the case, and Karen Kilgariff was interviewed on it, who, everyone, my favorite murder, podcast host, oh. yeah, <laughs> so, who most, subtle dig, yeah, was, ah, was, no, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I, <laughs> it was just cool that she popped up, I was like, hey, yeah, know so her, cool. <laughs> I mean, if you don't listen, you wouldn't know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. Sorry. If you don't listen, then you don't know. But we only have so much time for so many podcasts. You know, and I'm mm-hmm. glad you're choosing Alice. Yeah. And also, you know, we got to have the full spectrum. Maybe if somebody out there didn't know, I, I'm the one that has to ask the weird and stupid questions. Okay. That mm-hmm. way no one else has to feel stupid. So mm-hmm. I'm the one who has to know where to plug a fridge in. We've all grown. And how to use an oven. We all have different strengths. <laughs> Back to you, Erin. <laughs> so, yes. So she was interviewed um, during the episode, and she noted that Fred had been shot twice in the chest, once in the head, and a stray bullet was discovered in the ceiling. Two casings from a twenty-five caliber handgun were also found at the scene, but the murder weapon was nowhere to be found. According to TheVintageNews.com, Walburga, who went by Dolly, told officers that a strange man had broken into their home to rob the place. <laughs> yes. How... I'm laughing at the name, not the strange man robbing. <laughs> it just—it's a jump. Yeah, I'm more. I'm searching my brain for like, wait, what, where do I know this? But I don't think I do. I'm trying really hard. It might come later. So okay. Dolly had been found locked in an upstairs closet, and while the crime scene had been ransacked, the only thing noticed missing was Fred's pocket watch. <clears throat> Dolly had gifted Fred the diamond-studded watch years ago when the couple had lived in Wisconsin. Dolly also told officers that there had been about two previous suspected burglaries before that night. Fred reportedly heard strange noises those nights, and the next morning, some of his money disappeared, and, like, steak and just other food and leftovers from the freezer had mysteriously vanished. Hmm. Are we sure he wasn't drinking out late? (laughs) Combo. (laughs) Came home, was hungry. (laughs) Just forgot about that. You know, he maybe probably had a stove to cook it on, so, yeah. Oh, and his was plugged in. I don't know what's wrong with it. I'm sorry. I 
I had to. No, you're good. <laughs> this is actually just my way of never having to cook Sorry, again. I don't mean to get y'all hot and bothered. <laughs> oh. I'm leaving. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Can you smell that burn? Can you smell that heat, Sarah? <laughs> oh! Why is it spicy? <laughs> Raise your hand if you've ever been personally victimized <laughs> by Sinister Sunrise. <laughs> It's, I'm, I'm the victim. I'm the victimizer. I'm the womanizer. I'm the, boy, I'm trying to, uh, uh. Well, if you're a victim, I'm the, go on. Mm. I feel like that's correct, but I won't say yes or no. <laughs> I'm a perpetrator. Yeah. Only when I hear miser, it's like, I'm Mr. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mr. Snow. I'm Mr. Tenbelow. They call me Snow Miser. Whatever I touch. Can I tell you something secret? I've never seen that fucking movie, and all I I only know those words because I've seen it on TikTok how so many times. I was literally about to like, how much TikTok have you been watching? She knows me, folks. She knows me. <laughs> Good night. All right. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No, you are fine. <laughs> Wondering if the Ostrich had stumbled onto a burglary in progress. Officers set out to interview neighbors and see if anyone had seen anything strange. One neighbor's account on A Crime to Remember mentioned that the area had seen multiple attempted break-ins the previous year. On the night of Fred's murder, she had heard a few gunshots and a woman scream, Fred, oh Fred. She also informed officers that she had seen a shadow crossing toward the back of the Ostrich's home. And then about 15 to 20 minutes later, all the lights in the house just went out. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Detectives, however, couldn't help but be a bit suspicious of Dolly. They didn't believe the couple like hadn't fought before, which is what Dolly kept on claiming to them. They also thought it was weird that the only thing that had been taken from the home is Fred's pocket watch, even though his wallet, which was on him, hadn't been touched. And it is also strange because Fred was a very wealthy businessman. He was worth or had about like $500,000, which in today's money is about $7 million. I was going to say, was this 1922? Holy shit. Yes, it was very wealthy. Okay, sir. So it was not hard to believe that Dolly may have killed her husband to get his money. Yeah. So they were pretty doubtful of her account of events, and they attempted to do some digging of their own, but it led to a whole bunch of dead ends. Since they couldn't prove that Dolly had locked herself in the closet, and they did try to prove that, but no, she was locked in. Detectives wondered if maybe she had an accomplice, but according to neighbors and colleagues, she was, you know, always with Fred, hadn't been seen with anyone else. Investigators kind of backtracked and were like, okay, let's investigate, you know, Fred's background. Maybe he had some enemies. He wasn't the most well-liked guy, and he was pretty tough on his employees, One person in particular, an ex-con named Edward Flood, caught officers' attention. Fred had given him a position at the factory to help him get back on his feet, but he had been sent back to prison. Not sure on what charge. Investigators discovered that Flood had pretty much disappeared after he was released from prison. So they couldn't find him. And since investigators had no suspects nor evidence to suggest that Fred died by means other than a robbery gone wrong, they went along with Dolly's tale, and the case quickly grew cold. So a bit about Fred and Dolly. They had been married for over 20 years, and they had previously lived in Milwaukee, where Fred decided to expand his garment business. Owning a business was no small feat, and Fred tended to work very long hours was known to be a heavy drinker, and he did have a temper, which only got worse after his and Dolly's young son, Raymond, passed away. 
So his temper and drinking habits just weren't cutting it for Dolly, along with the fact that he wasn't rocking her socks off in the bedroom. So Is that what Dolly had said? Oh, (laughs) her exact words. (laughs) Why do I imagine her saying that with a cigarette? Like, well, let me tell you. Like a, ooh, Mm -hmm. he wasn't knocking my socks off. Like a Chicago. Yes. Like Mm -hmm. a long cigarette Chicago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in 1914, 26-year-old Dolly started to have an affair with a 17-year-old named Otto Sanhuber. Wait, whoa, she she was how old? 26. Uh. Yes. Uh. I don't know the age of consent in the 1920s. Yeah. Was it like 13? Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> I'm only half joking. I don't know if we've always no, had an age of consent. I don't think we have. It's more like that's a great question, especially like, for guys. Yeah, like if yeah. you're on your own, you're on your own. Like yeah, people, I mean, some people like didn't go to high school and they just like left. Like, also, people looked older, so who knows how old? Yeah, she well, you, right? She did, well, so yes, Dolly had known him. Um, on the um, episode I watched. It said she had known him since he was like 11, since he worked at oh. the like factory. It makes it even worse. That no, it does. It makes it, it makes it so much worse. Uh, Fred had hired him here and there to fix the factory sewing machines. So one day, Dolly called Fred stating that her personal sewing machine had broken and she wanted someone to come over at once to fix it. <laughs> Fred sent Otto over. <laughs> and when he arrived, Dolly opened the door and greeted him wearing only a silk robe and stockings. Damn. Is this the story behind Miss Robinson? What is this? <laughs> I was hoping they'd send a strapping young lad like this you. This is sounding familiar, but I'm still, my brain is like trying. It's trying. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll be surprised if you have, but we'll see. We'll <laughs> no, see. No, I really think the robe thing. Is that weird? <laughs> <laughs> okay. At least you won't nick him. All right. <laughs> That's after he fixes the yeah. machine. Mm-hmm. Right. That's your pay, bro. <laughs> After that fateful encounter, their whirlwind affair began. They met secretly at hotels, but when that became boring, they started taking um, their affair to the Ostrikes Milwaukee home during the day while Fred was at work. And he was under the impression that Otto was coming over to fix her broken sewing machine. Oh, and just kept breaking. You're not very good I know. at fixing shit, are you, Otto? <laughs> yeah. Cue her opening windows just tossing it outside. Yeah. Like, I don't know what happened. It's got like dents on it now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't even shatter, would it? It's the 1920s. It was probably, probably metal. Like, just like, probably couldn't even lift it, let's be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably like just steel. Just steel. <laughs> and I had to add this piece in here, too, because apparently, um, according to A Crime to Remember, they said that during these rendezvous, Dolly and Otto would have sex eight to ten times a day. Bruh. That's a lie. That is a lot. <laughs> I said a lie. A lot. Well, that no is a lie. Well, I don't. Say, don't whimper snap. I'm sorry. That's... And she just wears those silk robes. <laughs> can't keep his hand. <laughs> I can't even finish the oh, sentence. Oh, no. <laughs> There's can you two... imagine if that's all you had time for? Like, no, thank you. Like, I don't know yeah. what a life that would be. Like, oh, my husband's making so much money. I have nothing else to do besides mm-hmm. bang this young whippersnapper. Yeah. Her biggest worry is, like, is the robber going to steal the steak she was planning on cooking for dinner? Like, <laughs> she right? cooking it. She had someone come over to cook it. Auto. <laughs> While you're here. Yeah. <laughs> she can have her steak and eat it too. Oh. <laughs> Neighbors who had spotted Otto's comings and goings from the Ostrike home started to become suspicious, but Dolly was able to convince them that the man they had seen was actually her quote unquote vagabond brother who was just living at the house. Yes. Ew. 
Yosemite. Uh, so aroused like, about. Yeah, like kind of what troublemaker. <laughs> He's he's here. Uh, he's not here. Is it a vagabond? That's in a Disney song. These vagabond blues. No, va- vagabond. They... I'm thinking Frank Sinatra. I don't know what. I think of like Beauty and the Beast or something. Yeah. That's that's what I imagine. It could not be. Hunchback and Notre Dame. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. To me, it's someone so who they like just never like got wonders. on their feet. So they'll always be like, hey, sis, can I have 20 bucks? Hey, can I stay at your house? That to me is okay. what a vagabond is. Like, yeah. they might well, have they don't a job really... here and there, but, yes, but they don't have like their own place. That. Vagabond. <laughs> <laughs> I want to find that song. Anyway, Eric, go ahead. Okay. Having Otto sneak into the home now seemed too risky. So Dolly devised a plan that would take their affair to the next level. Now, no, she wasn't planning on getting a divorce from her wealthy husband. Of course not. No, she convinced Otto, who was, you know, an orphan, didn't have any family, to cut himself off from those he knew, quit his job, and move into her attic. Oh, Uh, cool. As you do. As you do. According to the Los Angeles Times, Otto spent his nights in the attic reading mysteries by candlelight, writing pulp fiction stories, and sometimes exploring the neighborhood when Fred and Dolly left the house for the evening. When Fred was away during the day, Otto would have sex with Dolly, help her with all of the household chores, and make bathtub gin. The fuck? I hope that's the 1920s again. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. What a roaring 20s. Someone's roaring. (laughs) So sorry about that. (laughs) Sounds like the life. This continued for five years until 1918 when Fred announced to Dolly that they would be moving to Los Angeles where he planned on opening a new garment factory. Uh-oh. Dolly agreed to the move, but on one condition. It has to have an attic. Ding, ding, ding. Their new home must have an attic. So Dolly picked out the perfect home on Lafayette Square Park and she sent Otto there early so he could get settled into his new little hideaway. Did he ever see the sun? Like... He, oh. I mean, it was like attic bed, attic bed. So also, like, yeah. can you imagine having to hold it? Well, he's a dude. Never mind. Why is Pete on a window? Is there windows in an attic? There can be. Mm. A- Depends. She yeah. Like a- it was also 1920, so you probably just like went in a cup, like in a, oh, uh, a bedpan. Is that what they're called? No. Yeah. Oh, a yeah. Bedpan. Like, yeah. there's a better name for it. I can't think of it. Either way, not ideal life. Yeah. yeah. Drinking bathtub gin. I don't even like gin out of a bottle. Again, mm-hmm. also 1920, and they're moving to Los Angeles? Yep. It's a little hot up there. Ooh. Yeah. Wolf to Jamie. He may do, though. So... His bathtub gin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did her husband ever be like, why can I not take a bath, darling? Or... Why did you need a house with an attic? Hmm. You wanted the attic. What's like, let's go look at it. Let's make it into like, man, what a dumbass. He was, he was doing something on the side too. Come on. Oh my God. Probably, but maybe not in the attic. (laughs) Plot twist. His is in the basement. (laughs) (laughs) Make a bathtub beer. (laughs) I would drink that. (laughs) Actually, I don't know. It'd look gnarly. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yes. No. <laughs> the night Fred was murdered, Otto was in the attic when he heard Fred and Dolly return from a party arguing. When Fred's drunken shouts became louder and louder, Otto decided to check out the situation and take matters into his own hands if necessary. With two 25 caliber guns in each hand, he burst into the room, and when Fred recognized who he was, a struggle ensued. Three shots were fired, two of those fatally wounding Fred. 
Becoming panicked, Otto and Dolly quickly set up an alibi. According to Aaron Kelly's All It Is Interesting piece on the case, it was Otto's idea to lock Dolly in the closet, leaving the, uh, the key somewhere where cops would eventually spot it, and then taking the guns with him back to the attic. I don't think this is valid, but at this, I can't get this out of my head, but um, he had it coming. He had it coming. <laughs> he ran into my night. <laughs> He ran into my vagabond ten times. Yeah, like shit. Also, did yeah. the cops not check the attic? Why would they? I don't know. I don't think they have reason to check the attic. Someone just got murdered in a house. I would think you're checking the whole house. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I never lived in a large house, but I would imagine it's 1929. That's different times. Yeah, maybe it was more like hidden or something. I don't know. <sighs> maybe I don't know. All right. Mm-hmm. But they, yes, they did not check the attic. And the police had no idea about Dolly's affair and couldn't have guessed, obviously, this turn of events. So Dolly moved into a new home and Otto, of course, came along with her. And you'd think that with Fred gone, like Otto could come out of the shadows and the couple wouldn't have to hide their relationship anymore, right? Shut up. Is he still in the attic? He's still in the attic. Okay. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Give Dolly and Otto a little, a little slack because think about it. Even in today's world, if you suddenly get together with somebody, bam, framed, you fucking did it. So true. Okay. I can For her see. Yeah. Esque mind. Mm-hmm. Give her a little slack. Little slack. But can't you just give him like the second floor? Right. Do you have to confine him to the attic? Well, mm-hmm. apparently she has really nosy neighbors, so I don't know. Maybe plot twist. He loves the attic. This is my home. This is my place. <laughs> I'm closest to God in the attic. Oh my god. <laughs> So yes, Otto did move into the attic again at this new home. Um, And this time he brought along a typewriter he was able to purchase with the money he got from the few Pulp Fiction stories he published. Okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So that did happen. So during this time, Dolly actually started seeing her estate attorney, Herman Shapiro, while Otto lived out his days in the attic. Oh, seeing. Yes. Like sexually seeing. Yes, they oh. were together. So she just likes the thrill all the time. Yes, okay. Dolly likes she the thrill. She's a little freak. All right, that's fine. Do it to it. You're mm-hmm. not married no more, so mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, you got a man shackled in the attic, but whatever. Hey, hey, hey. He's got a typewriter. He's fine. <laughs> God. In a 1995 Los Angeles Times article, Cecilia Rasmussen reported that Dolly gifted Shapiro a watch that was strikingly similar to the one she had gifted Fred years ago. When he confronted Dolly about this, she told him that the watch was indeed Fred's and that she'd actually discovered it under a window seat cushion sometime after his murder. Isn't that the darndest thing? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Can you say that woman's last name again? Um, I could have pronounced him wrong. Rasmussen. Okay. I thought you, I was like, I thought you said Rasputin. I was like, <laughs> no. damn. No, no, no. Rasmussen is what, how I'm saying it. I could be wrong. Isn't that the, isn't that the guy from Russia? Anastasia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's real. I told him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I had the evil stomach thing. Yes. In the dark that movie the is terrifying. If you watch it as an adult again, like, I haven't seen it. I mean, I'm not scared. Anyway, I'm sorry. Similar to Fred, Shapiro worked long hours and Dolly's needs just weren't being met. Oh my god. She started seeing Roy Clum, a movie producer who had been friends with the Ostrikes back in Milwaukee. Now Clum really came in handy because she was able to convince him to dispose of one of the murder weapons. 
She told him she had found a gun in her home that closely resembled that of the burglar's gun, and she believed suspicion would turn to her if police found out about it. Why don't just put it in the trash? Like I was thinking, just put it in the floorboards. Like, it's an old house. Throw it in the river. Like, do anything besides tell someone. Right. I guess a woman couldn't have been walking alone by the river, because that would have just... Too much attention. Yeah. Oh, my God. Walking by the river, maybe drinking some bathtub gin. Woo! What a loose lady. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. While Clum dumped one of the guns in the La Brea tar pits, Dolly gave her neighbor the same spiel and was able to convince him to bury the other gun in his yard. She a weird girl. I was like, is she okay? Like, wow. I think she's okay. I think she has a, just has a way over men. I don't lazy? know. <laughs> Grab a fucking shovel, girl. Grab a ho-ho. <laughs> in this bathrobe? Are you kidding me? <laughs> in, my, in my silk robe and my stockings? Absolutely not. <laughs> I just don't see how she could convince not one, but two people to get rid of guns. No questions asked. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I'm saying it's the 1920s. Didn't people have all kinds of little stashes over their house? Like if you were wealthy. You know what I'm saying? That's where people have, like, the hidden floorboard. Where do you think the fucking bathroom gin went? It was hidden. (laughs) Somewhere. Mm -hmm. I think she likes the thrill. She great. Mm -hmm. Wow, she's like... It sounds like she likes to see how much she can get away with. I don't know, Dolly, but... I have a feeling it's coming to a close. I think so. So, (laughs) you may be correct. No, she's my great-grandma. I actually wrote the story in. (laughs) Takes off mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Free was actually Sarah all along. <laughs> I made so many fake emails just to get here. <laughs> Dolly continued seeing Clum, but when they officially broke things off, he went to police and told them about what she had persuaded him to do. Officers actually discovered the gun lying on the edge of the tar pit, so thankfully. Uh, Clum hadn't thrown it far enough because obviously if it had made it into the tar pit, they never would have found it. <laughs> what kind of Nancy? Just uh. <laughs> don't be the same like r- wrist flick. He just be gone. Me. Me. Toss. <laughs> I don't know if this was like barred off or cu- I don't know what how it worked, but he threw it. Didn't make it. He's not a baseball <laughs> and he was player. Like, that's for sure. <laughs> He's Ooh. like, this will work. When this discovery made newspaper headlines, Dolly's neighbor followed suit by digging up the other gun from his backyard and handing it over to authorities. Uh On July 12th, 1923, 11 months um, after Fred's murder, Dolly was arrested. However, investigators discovered that the guns were so corroded they couldn't determine that the shell casings found at the crime scene came from, like, either one of the guns. Whoa. Months went by, but when no other evidence turned up, Dolly was released in January 1925, but not before asking her lawyer lover for a little favor. She asked him to buy groceries and personally deliver them to her half-brother who was living in her attic. She instructed Shapiro to tap on the ceiling of the bedroom closet, which signaled that the coast was clear. Shapiro went along with Dolly's request, but when Otto came down from the attic to retrieve the groceries, he hadn't interacted with anyone else in so long that he blabbed about his relationship with Dolly. Shapiro, who was completely thrown off by this, told Otto to leave Dolly's home and never return. While Otto fled California, all charges against Dolly were officially dropped, and Shapiro ended up just moving in with Dolly. Their relationship, though, wouldn't last, 
They did stay together for another five years until they decided to go their separate ways. Does she have beer flavored nipples? Like, <laughs> what is everyone looking at with this? It's the silk robes. Yes. Oh, I gotta get me a robe. <laughs> Stop it. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Fashion just has not done us any justice. Nope. Otto couldn't stay away from Dolly, though, and he returned to her home and his secluded life in, you guessed it, the attic. Unknown to Dolly, Shapiro decided in February 1930 to go to the cops regarding more information he had learned about Fred's murder from her secret lover she had been hiding away in the attic forever, uh, for over, excuse me, a decade. Forever? <laughs> kind of. Could have been. It would have felt been. like forever up there. Oh my god, what a, these people are weird. Warrens for Dolly's and Otto's arrests were issued, and the trial was dubbed the Batman case. Dolly earned the nickname Naughty Vamp and was charged with conspiracy to murder, <laughs> while Otto, now referred to as Attic Man or Bat Boy, was charged <laughs> with murder. Honestly, he's already served a sentence in that attic. Like, he's basically <laughs> in a cell. Can we knock some time off? Mm-hmm. He was happy up there, though, so like, eh. Was he? Does he yeah. get his typewriter in jail? Well, so... I have a little, little spiel. During his trial, Otto argued that Dolly had been keeping him in the attic as her sex slave, only giving him nickels and dimes to live off of, but the jury wasn't buying his defense. Otto was found guilty of manslaughter for Fred Ostreich's murder, but since the statute of limitations had run out, Otto couldn't be incarcerated and he was set free. Oh, because manslaughter, not first degree murder. Mm -hmm. I thought you'd be like, oh my God, there's no... Yeah, so... Dolly was also released after her trial ended in a hung jury. As their trials came to an end, so did their long love affair. It is not known what happened to Otto after the trial, but we do know that Dolly and her partner, Ray Burt Hendricks, reportedly stayed together for 30 years. Two weeks after they married, Dolly passed away at the age of 80. And that is the story of Dolly Ostrich. They got married when she was 80? Yeah. What a weird lady. Normally, I really enjoy different types of people. Mm-hmm. Keeping a man in your attic, though, that's... I mean, he was just as fucking weird. He liked it. Uh, I it's know. hard to say. I don't know. He is... He you have coming back. So... Yeah, he was up there for, like, five years before they moved. I can definitely see some, like, manipulation, yeah. some grooming. Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Sure, he was only 17. And you're also... I mean, it's not against your will, but like, yeah, it's not on your terms because literally you have to like knock to even get up there. You know what I'm saying? He can't just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, he didn't have any family, didn't have much money to do stuff on his own. Yeah. So I could see like why one versus the other would be a little bit better, but. Say if you're doing pros and cons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't mean to end the conversation, but going back to the word vagabond, um, I figured it out. And mm-hmm. I, not as soon as I saw it, I was like, of course. Uh, it's Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Oh. It's enough to make kings and vagabonds believe the very Monkey. best. You know what we don't Mm-hmm. Can you feel the love I would have never in a million years gotten No, that. I wouldn't have guessed Lion King. Good on you. One word, man. I was Disney. <laughs> well, Erin, I'm glad you finally gave us one that has a frick fracking ending. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't sentence Otto to, like, life in prison. Because it sounds like 
there was some things going on. Yeah. Like, she, I I, she could have, like, manipulated him. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Well, and if you watch, like, the episode was interesting, too. I've never watched a crime to remember. And there was, like, this psychologist, psych- whatever, psychiatrist on there, too, basically comparing it to, like, a weird mother and son thing is how it started out like she okay but like she lost her son so she was like okay like this is the bond and then he didn't have a family which i thought was so like it's still really weird when she put it that way because i was like you're not making it better no i'm not (laughs) no it didn't make it better like i could see how their like their relationship relationship started you know yeah they're bond they're bond swimming in a fish bowl and yeah, then it just escalated. All the way to the attic. All the way to the attic. <laughs> nope. Okay, well. Good night. Um, Does Sears have anything to do with attics, Sarah? Attics, stockings, sex, hmm. silk It's bulbs. actually a lot less salacious. Um, <laughs> I don't even want to do mine now. <laughs> God damn. Yes, you do. I want to know. Yeah. I, I learned something. All the time from us, from our little our little gatherings. We're talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Oh, cool! <laughs> it's, I know, I know those words. I'm so excited. <laughs> and the top one is wearing a silk robe. <laughs> That's what I need. Ta-da. No, okay. Um, <sighs> I can't even. I think I have heard of that case, but never the details because oh my. God, Sarah's sneaking a moment. I just can't, like, you were just saying you hear Wes working and stuff. Like, Andrew was talking about doing um, something where he works from home. And I was like, okay, like, well, then we got to set some boundaries. Can mm-hmm. you imagine knowing at all times you have someone in your attic? No, that actually is, like, my worst fear is that someone lives in your house and, like, you don't know it. Oh, God. I've, that's been, like, There's been some, videos. like, real scary stories about that. Like, yeah, like, a fucking, like, homeless woman was living in this guy's, like, lofted area mm-hmm. and, like, would creep down <gasps> at night and, like, fucking piss in his sink and eat his food. Oh, my God. I heard yeah. of a murder case where a guy literally had crawled up in this little area. Like, it was a, um, like, a laundry closet. What's that called? The laundry chute? Linen's closet. Oh. Oh, yeah. But, like, there was, like, a false ceiling in the top and literally it was just enough space for him to lay in there. <gasps> and he thought um, the man who owned the home wasn't home. So he murders them, and the cops couldn't figure out what happened for a long time. Everyone thought this house was haunted because the lights were going on and off. Mm-hmm. It's just because mm-hmm. this guy was still living in there, living <gasps> in his little hollowed-out area. There's your topic. Oh, God. Yeah, find the details on that case. I think it happened oh, in no. Florida. It's, uh, it's oh. like Daniel LaPlante all over again. Ooh, yeah, that, that, that one is... Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> let's take it down. Okay. Whew. I'm sweaty, so you just want to go ahead and do a sweat thing? Let's do it. Perspirate. Yeah, Yeah. do it. it. Calm down. Mm -hmm. Go, Sarah. Put on some zero sweat. Putting it on. I. That's me just opening it. Sorry, did you smell that? I'm so sorry. You opened (laughs) it with your pit. Yeah. Okay. I didn't have a deodorant or anything. (laughs) Oh my god. Where do you Where do you order it, Sarah? Online. I ordered on zerosweat.com, and when you you bet your bottom armpit, whenever I order it, I use the code sinister when I check out. You get 20% off any order over $15. I really thought you were going to say doll hairs. I hate oh, the I word forgot. doll hairs. I forgot you do. Kind of like velvet. I'm working on the velvet thing, actually. That's great. I've been touching velvet. I touched Aaron's couch, which we've already decided is suede. Mm-hmm. Baby steps. Yeah. But you don't, what you don't want to take baby steps with? 
sweat. <laughs> so zerosweat.com, code sinister at checkout. Don't let your pits run your life. <laughs> Don't no. let your pits keep you in the attic. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's why Otto was up there. I He's bet. too sweaty. He's too hot up there. You know Dolly's like, mm, you perspirate. I can't. Well, he probably wouldn't have sweat if he had it because it was so hot up in the attic. Mm. Or if she would have let him in the main house. Should have, could have, would have. Okay, so we're going to do Maslow's hierarchy of needs. That was not a joke. It is a motivational theory in psychology, which is not like, I want you to run another mile. How can we do this? <laughs> it's more like what motivates people to do what they do. Like what makes you wake up in the morning and get going? Coffee. <laughs> this is actually an ad for coffee. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Um, so it is literally a triangle. Okay. Boop, boop, boop. Three sides. Mm-hmm. And you can break that triangle up into five different categories. So like a food pyramid. Literally a food pyramid Sweet. is what it is. Great. Um, and it builds. So you can't get to the top without meeting the needs at the bottom. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, I will say, so I'm going to go through this, but in later research, Maslow did kind of take a step back. Like it isn't all or nothing. You don't have to meet stage one hundred percent to get to stage two. Okay. So just some of your needs need to be met and I'll explain it as we go. Cool. So the very bottom one. Actually, what do you think the first needs that you need to be met are? Like basic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Water, food, shelter. Yeah. Um, it is, yeah. Water, warmth, food, and sleep. Ah. Uh, hmm. Which I know people take that for granted. Like the hustle yes. culture of right now. Like I know we're probably all guilty of this. Yeah. You got to sleep, people. Mm-hmm. It really messes with you. And we are really. It's my favorite pastime. So I don't know. I I love sleep. I don't get enough sleep. Put on some ASMR. I'm out. Yeah, I don't get enough sleep. Come on, y'all. <laughs> I looked up what happens when you don't get enough sleep. You turn into a fucking zombie. The first thing that comes up oh god, is a mattress firm ad. And I just want to say hats <laughs> off to you. You don't sponsor us, but great advertising. Great yeah. plug. So I, was, I literally saw it and I was like, someone is... Doesn't yeah. matter the answer because you're always sleeping yep. up on a mattress firm. <laughs> Like, don't yeah. do this to yourself. <laughs> Someone knew the algorithm. It was like yep. going right up here. Some marketing <laughs> professional just got a bump in their pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, if you do not get enough sleep, you have memory issues, mood changes, weakened immunity, trouble concentrating, low sex drive. I bet you Dolly got plenty of sleep. You betcha. Um, <laughs> weight gain, risk of heart disease, diabetes. It's pretty serious. I didn't think it was that big of a deal because yet again, everyone's like, you need to work all day. Every day, after work, before work. Normalize saying no to things. Yeah, just normalize relaxing. Also mm-hmm. normalize putting your frick frack and phone down and actually relaxing. Yes. I am guilty of that, so I was really just pointing the finger at myself, but for everyone, yeah. <laughs> put your phone away. We can put thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. By yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I just want to head on that because you would think, you know, food, water, it's really important. Sleep is also important. Yes. Um, I was listening to a podcast and they were like, if you're married to someone for 60 years, about 21 years of that, you were sleeping. Because it's a third of your life. Whoa. Isn't that nuts? Whoa. And they were saying that 20 years of sleep you get really, it makes a difference in your marriage. Wes, I'm so sorry. I sleep all the time. <laughs> That's why she loves you so much. It's mm-hmm. true. That's why she's a Our time might be limited, but trust me, I'm thinking about you while I'm sleeping. She's doing it for you. Yeah, I really am. It's, an, um, it's a nap culture. It's a selfless act. Yeah, truly, <laughs> truly. 
Okay, so that was bottom. Next up is security. So not like a security team. It's um, like mm-hmm. emotional security, physical. So the example they always give is like, it's very hard to focus on like your psychological health if you're in the middle of like a war zone. Like every day mm-hmm. it's just like, am I going to live? Like imagine um, World War II, London, like all the bombings. Yeah. You're not thinking like, oh, I wonder if I should take up knitting. You're always like, ah, oh, I hope they don't drop any bombs So like today. security meaning like, a little bit above the basics, like roof over your head, mm-hmm. job security. Job security. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So just anything that kind of puts you at ease, like things that could stress you out. Where your fight or flight is not there. Mm-hmm. Like you got it's There shouldn't be a, a res- response needed. Even like um, reliable transportation. Like imagine okay. how much more stressed you are driving to work if your car is always about to break down. <clears throat> Energy. <clears throat> no, my last car, it was a Chevy Cruze great until the end there was like this plastic piece that kept breaking and then all of my cooling fluid would go out so my car would yep. overheat and just shut off mm-hmm. oh, shit. well that made like driving everywhere a little more stressful because i didn't know when it was gonna break yeah literally i kept taking it to the same guy in st louis he is fantastic i don't know if i can plug it or not stan's auto great <laughs> mm-hmm. look him up super nice he didn't charge me after the first one he's like it's just this piece that keeps breaking there's a warranty on it we'll just keep doing it Aww. Yeah, he's really nice. He even like took me under the hood. And he's like, "Here's where it is, so you don't think I'm just like you know jacking around with your stuff." And I was like, "Oh, thanks." So, yeah, uh, Stan. If you're in St. Louis, you need a car guy. Stan's auto. Stan's the man. And if you don't like me, um, still go there. He's great. <laughs> uh, okay, so yes, like where are you going to sleep tomorrow? So there's a lot of things that you take for granted. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like you can still find a hobby or work on yourself but like when you're driving your car and you know it's going to break down at any moment your thought is really only on okay what am I going to do if this breaks it's like just a like underlying stress all yes. the time and Ugh. that it builds oh I'm like getting mm-hmm. anxious just thinking yep. about it <laughs> um okay so then if we go to the psychological needs so now we're up on level three we're going up towards the small of the triangle um we have love and belongingness this one is social because we are social beings I was listening to TED Talks podcast and they really explained how humans are used to like being in a group of 30 to 40, ideally. Like if you look at the way, hold on, not in the 20th century. If you go back, like small towns or- So that's why she had so many husband, male companions. Oh, probably. Okay. Mm -hmm. She was going for the 30. Okay. (laughs) 30 flirty and thriving. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, but they said like historically. So like anytime before now, um, just like- groups going across the desert like if you lived in a small town that's what it would have been the oregon trail oregon trail they actually would be yeah in groups of like you'd take your wagons and Mm -hmm. i would never survive i'm joking i know it's oregon actually or is it oregon i'm not even kidding i (laughs) i think they say it differently than we missourians say it who says it that way people from oregon i heard it on last podcast on the left no the state rhymes sounds like my name Maybe they were joking and I did not catch the joke. It's either Oregon or Oregon. And I am honestly, I judge you if you say Oregon. Um, I'm going to hide my... This is a psychological issue. (laughs) (laughs) We're not meeting the basic needs here. No, 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 no. But they also said like the closest you can get to that is like... um, like soldiers and war because you are like in a platoon of like 30 people like that really strong brotherhood bond they feel mm-hmm. That's, they, so like a sorority 
kind of like a sorority mm-hmm. probably because they did say it really helps to be in a group of that size during like a conflict so like you know during sorority wars <laughs> that was a game if anyone's curious <laughs> such a ridiculous game <laughs> um yeah it also explains like why we need friends because right now like in america you really just are with your nuclear family or like with your partner if you live together so it makes sense why you would have so many friends even if you're not social, you still like to have like social appreciation and know like there's people out there. Gotcha. Yeah. Like a Facebook group, whatever. It's not weird. It's not needy. It is literally a need people have. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also includes intimacy and trust and acceptance. Yet again, the amount you need would be different based on, you know, your preferences, but you do need some. Like Otto living in the attic probably needed someone else besides Dolly. Yeah. No wonder he lost his marbles. Okay, um, now we are at number four. And there's only five total, so we're almost there. This one is called esteem. And it has two categories. And it kind of makes sense. So one is esteem for yourself, like self-confidence, self-assurance, something you're proud of. Um, the other one is desire for respect from others. So that would be like your status. Okay, yeah. But yet again, you wouldn't really think about that if you're still stuck on like where am I going to sleep tomorrow so oh, like yeah. status and like maybe like your role mm-hmm. okay okay yeah yeah it can be like your job role your role in your household role with your friends so like pet mom mm-hmm. all right cool yeah I'm good with that one <laughs> <laughs> loud one <laughs> so those four are called deficiency needs and that just means that you are motivated to seek them out if those needs are not being met so, like, if you're hungry, you want food. If you're lonely, you want friends. So, like, Erin knows she's the glue, so she's okay. I would say so. And we reiterate <laughs> that. So, she's, she's set. Do you feel needed? Do you feel sticky? <laughs> sticky icky? <laughs> no. If so, I'm going to just show myself <laughs> to the door. Oh, my Maybe God. Maybe wipe down all surfaces yeah. in this house. Good night. Oh, sorry. So, so far, it doesn't make sense. Like, it builds. You have to have one to get to another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Dislike ones, you can interchange a little bit. Um, but really, yeah, if you don't get those base needs, it's very difficult to think about anything else. They do argue, like, different types of people. So, like, an art, a starving artist, they may have, like, you know, found their calling and they're doing all this stuff. But mm-hmm. hold on. Okay. So now, top dog. What do you think? I didn't see. The top. It's, ha- it's in my handwriting, so I don't know if you could even read it. You have good-ass handwriting. You always say shit like that. Thank you, I feel. You feel validated? I do. <laughs> um, but I was also writing it on my back porch, and we found out our light doesn't work back there, so I was just holding it up into the window of light. I was trying to be very quiet after I put the alarms off. Yeah, after that migraine situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I realized our printer doesn't work, so I had to, like, actually do something. I was going to say, I've seen, I haven't seen you have hand, handwritten notes. Mm-hmm. Yes, our printer is at our last apartment, and the internet is not turned on there, obviously. It's at our new apartment. Moving is fun. Um, (laughs) We both went. (laughs) (laughs) We moved our fingers in circles in the air. Gestures. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the very top one, what do you think it is? Is Go ahead. I, I I was just thinking like I'm gonna wear this around like hobbies or something. Some doing something that makes you happy, like traveling. Do I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. I'm gonna go like kind of different. 
I don't know if this falls in the security one, but like a like a future, a, like secure in the future. Like you're not worried. I don't know how to word it. I Do you mean like financially? All of it. Like, like I don't worry about tomorrow because all my other needs are met. Okay. Or um, maybe death. I don't know. Death. Oh Tell my god. <laughs> no, like you feel like you're comfortable with. Once you get a steam, you die. <laughs> <laughs> you're comfortable with death. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Like okay. you've reached the, you've reached your peak of development. I don't know. Actually, your last words were super spot on. So it's called, it's called self-actualization. Ah. Um, Man, my old psych teacher would be kicking me right now. <laughs> Shit. Mm-hmm. All right. No, you were, you were getting really close to the end. So it's called the being slash growth need. And it doesn't pop up because you are missing something. It literally comes from a desire to be a more fulfilled person. Okay. By doing things like mm-hmm. traveling and stuff, probably. Yeah. So finding cool. fulfillment, seeking personal growth. Um, and not everyone has the same goals. So you are right. Hobbies and things like that. Um, your self-fulfillment could be from, you know, being the best parent, knowing everything there is to know about World War II. It's just kind of finding your passion and like seeing like- The hill you die on. Do you know that? Yeah. Yes. yes not, sorry. Not, yes. Sorry for a second. I was like, no, no we no, are living not, still. No, no. Like the thing you're like, no, this is where I stand. I'm passionate about this. Mm-hmm. I said mine the other day and now I already forgot it. I can't remember. The hill you die on? Yeah. And now it's... Oh my god. I know the hill I die on. What's that? Subtitles are great. Everyone should have subtitles on. (laughs) We have to do one of those PowerPoint nights. I am so about it. Here's why subtitles are amazing. And everyone's missing out. You're going to get so many snaps from me. Like, yes. (laughs) I'll be in the back. My one man cheering squad. (laughs) 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 Fucking hate subtitles. My brain is not smart enough. Aaron. Don't say it to me if you don't have self-titles. <laughs> They're just I'm just gonna wear a sign that's like Aaron sucks. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> it's like a notepad and I just flip it. <laughs> I would love it. Oh man. Okay. Alright. So we're gonna talk flow versus needs, and I'll explain what that means in a second. We go flow. So do you think the richer you are, the happier you are? <laughs> no. Okay, I was like means. Sorry. <laughs> yes. You said SpongeBob. I'm so. Yeah. Welcome uh, to. to... <laughs> Wait, what is it? I think it's rock bottom. Yeah, rock bottom. Wings. Die. Next bus. Just left. He's touching the. Oh god. The candy. <laughs> that feels like a nightmare I've had. It like, does. Yeah. Just, I'm trying to just do one of the two. And you can't. Yeah. You're right there though. That weird little glowing. Okay, I'm not. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a glowing balloon. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Woo. It's the second time. I okay. <laughs> I'm just always crying. This goes in the whole money doesn't buy happiness. It could buy me happiness. I think in certain ways it could. Okay. So, kind of to a certain extent, yes. That's what. Yeah. Um. Let's see. His name is Mike. I just said the last initial. Mike C. Okay. Thank you. It's like chicken chimmy. From, <laughs> that's not really what it is. And I feel so bad. He's oh, actually. No. I can't. I wrote. I mean, I, I spelled it myself. I didn't like look online. I heard it on a podcast. Oh. So Maslow's theories that came around like in the 1950s, 1960s, the same time everyone's like, oh, wow. Psychology might actually make a difference. Correct. 
which is kind of why I like that he put it in this needs triangle. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need your basic needs met. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we gotta feed the need. Um, okay, so who's who's Mike Chickenhead? He's actually, I think, a pretty famous psychologist. Oh, um, Mike. Sorry, sir. Because his name is like Miha, but he's like, you can call me Mike. That's really what it means. I'm from Croatia, but if you were to like put it like in American words. Oh. I never learned about him. I just heard about him on his podcast. So okay. I was like, okay, well, you actually so do Mike, stuff. Mike C. Professional Mike C. man. Yes. Okay. Um, he... He, like, he heard about, you know, Maslow's theory, and he's like, oh, it's like a light went off in my head. Like, this makes so much more sense. Like, mm -hmm. because until this time, it was like, if you have a disorder, psychologists were like, whew, like, that's tough. You're just effed. Like, we can tell you what it is. We can do some experimental stuff, but we can give you a lobotomy if you want. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yes. But um, Maslow's theory, it kind of showed, like, if you're stuck at these, like, psychology psychological problem we can help you fix it like we're just here's some steps we'll work you backwards mm -hmm. like we'll make sure you guys start at the base to strengthen the core yes wow um but mike he, is pretty cool he is pretty cool mike, <laughs> i'm sorry mike, because what sorry. his thing was he's i think he's pretty um pretty steamed um his big thing was investigating like flow because he was like well you're in america money is a god here like, you would think by this triangle and, like, by everything we know that the richer you are, the more happy you are. Despite what Disney movies tell us, you would think that's how it works. Well, it's not even, it's, I feel like it's not the cash in hand. It's what the cash can do. Mm -hmm. Like, some, I feel like some, like, Spoken like me, an American. <laughs> like, like, for me, like, having a shit ton of money doesn't really mean much to me, like, right now, but... Like, right when I was purchasing my home, it fucking would have meant a lot. Erin mm -hmm. loves to travel. So that type of money has a different meaning to her than it would to me who, like, in my current pyramid of needs, I don't need cash right now. My, my mm -hmm. things that make me happy don't need it. And that's not a good mm -hmm. or a bad thing. Fair point. Okay. His, no, you're fine. His thing was he, um, he interviewed a lot of people, like, from different, you know, wealth amounts. And basically was like, you know, how happy are you? Like one to five. Like he was doing all oh. these surveys. Mm -hmm. And he said after a certain point of like wealth, happiness really remains the same. Okay. So kind of after yeah. your basic needs are met, the same percentage of people are usually pretty happy. Okay. Okay. And he was trying to figure out why. Um, and so he really like, he started diving into like what makes people's everyday lives like truly happy. Like what helps you live like this fulfilled life. And he started with creative people. So like artists, scientists. And, you know, because these people, what they're doing, it may not bring them like fame or fortune. Instead, it just makes their life feel like it's worth living. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Kind of like this podcast is not bringing us fame and fortune. But if you buy some zero sweat, it could be worth it. <laughs> just kidding. Just listen to us. Just tell a friend about us. That's all we ask. Thanks. Or leave a review. Yeah. We love reviews. <laughs> Unless you don't like us. And then just send us Do an it email. anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Positive only. Sorry. Yeah. I was like. Four and above, four and above. That's what we're, come on. Four and above. Yeah. I'd give us fours. Thanks. Okay, so they don't have a lot of money. Um, and these people fit into a pattern. So the example he gave first was like this pianist, this guy who played piano. And he said at first you start, you know, the simple stuff, playing a scale, like, oh, that's cool. You learn a song. Super neat. And then, and then what? Like now you know your songs. You're like, okay, like where do I go? For someone who, like, if a piano 
skill would truly like make you feel fulfilled, what you're going to do is end up playing it over and over again, like about 10,000 hours. This is where that comes from 10,000 hours. And you could be considered like a master of this skill. Mm -hmm. And then you can play whatever you want. Um, and once you get here, you reach this level of losing yourself in activity and the loss is called flow. And if you've ever seen the movie soul on <gasps> Disney plus tears, it's, oh. it's that, I think they call it like the zone or something, mm -hmm. but that's what it is. Um, and it's real apparently. So some composers will describe it as an intense state of ecstasy. Like they don't feel like they actually exist. Ooh. And there is science behind this. Oh, there isn't science behind the Maslow's hierarchy, but there is behind this flow theory. Okay. So here we go. Our nervous system is incapable of anything over 110 bits per second of like processing anything. Yeah. And in order to hear what I am saying right now and comprehend it, you are processing about 60 bits per second. So about half of what you can do is happening right now. Hmm. Damn. That's why you can't understand more than one uh, conversation happening. Okay. So like at our dinners, we with all of our friend group. So anyone who doesn't know, we've got like a pretty girthy friend group, like eight <laughs> to 10, eight to 12 people. That's not what I thought you meant. And I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, whoa. I meant big, like a big group. I meant like loud and big girls. Like <laughs> we probably are pretty loud. We're not big. Correct. Sorry, maybe girth was the wrong word. We have a, a good amount of people. Yeah. We can't all talk at once. No, but like. At dinners and stuff, you'll notice there's like little break off conversations and mm -hmm. you can really only focus on one. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that really like gets me because I'll hear like a bit and I'll turn yep. around, but I can't hear what's happening here. And I would have mm -hmm. just jumped out of one conversation. This is why, because your brain can physically not do both. Wow. Yeah. So like two people are trying to talk to you at the same time. It's going to be frustrating. You can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, it's not even like, it's kind of like your brain just like stops trying because like I've thought about it. Like if I'm listening to music. Mm -hmm. at work and then like someone calls I'm like oh and then like I get, I get frustrated because like if I miss, if I can't pause it quick enough and I miss the call then I'm like fuck but yeah sorry mm -hmm. you can't process too fast yep exactly um and so if you are really involved in this completely engaging process of like creating something new or like whatever task you're doing you don't have enough energy or attentiveness left excuse me to know how your body feels like to you won't think about any other problems at home it's just the state of you and what you are creating or doing. So this, I think it's super cool. No, I'm yeah. Kidding. I'm like, wow. Cause like we, like this is where all of our attention is right now. Cause mm -hmm. we're doing something creative that is good and fulfilling. And sorry, I don't want to be cheesy. No, I mean, it, it's kind of true. I was writing this. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it's so fulfilling. I lost my place. <laughs> I love Sarah's little noises and little hunt. <laughs> um, you should hear me solving a problem on the phone at work. Like, blah, blah, blah. give me a second. Because <laughs> they'll call in and be like, this system isn't working. I'm like, ooh, just give me, hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll put you on my own elevator music yeah. right now. Hold on, please. It's just me filling in the gap. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like it's kind of like your body and identity disappear. It's like a state of euphoria. I don't think this has ever happened to me. I don't think it's yeah. happened to a lot of the public. Um, Are you kidding me? This happens imagine. every time we record. I'm just one with this table. It I'm, could. I'm, I'm, oh, okay. Oh. I mean, if this is, it could be. 
But like this, um, he interviewed someone who cut salmon in New York. And this guy was like, oh man, like I like to, I'm one of the best people in New York that does this. Like I didn't talk to anyone. I don't know. But he's like, <gasps> you slap the salmon down a couple of times with like this art to it. Like it doesn't have to be like you're actually creating something. It's just something that you do that you feel so in tune with. Mm. And I listened. Um, Autopilot. Kind of. Okay. Um, there's actually a podcast where you can listen to Maslow talking about this. Ooh. First of all, I've never felt more into it and dumb at the same time. Like he used all these words. I was like, <laughs> like vagabond and shit. Like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Kind of. <laughs> and like some of these things is very like philosophical. And you hop around to a joke about being Jewish because his name is Abraham Maslow. Oh, the more you know. Yeah. But he was basically saying like, you can find true happiness in life, but it's only going to be for about like five minutes at a time. And he's like, so basically you're living for these five minutes of just pure bliss. And that makes your whole life better because you found meaning. <laughs> it was pretty heavy stuff, yeah. honestly. Um, and so, you know, why he's developed while he's developing these things at his university, he interviews 3000 college students to see if they've reached this self-actualization. How many people do you think reached it? Out of 3,000. Out of 3,000 college students. 500. 500. 80. Zero. Whoa. Yeah. And oh. Then, you know, I mean, it's possible to happen at yeah. that age, but you normally doesn't happen until you're older and you kind of figure out what True. you really like. Okay. Yeah. Like you have to really just find your niche thing there, which makes sense because in college you are trying to find yourself, I guess. Yeah, isn't it down. crazy that, like, you do the most important decisions of your life when you're fucking 18? What, what should I do for the rest of my fucking life <laughs> when I have no clue what the rest of the world even means or is? Sorry. It, I, uh, one of the hills. I, <laughs> no, it's, it's <laughs> insane. <sighs> um, nuts. Normalize not knowing your major going into college. Yes. Seeing a, seeing a career counselor is good. Yes. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> do not not do it. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, but, but, no. So he, <laughs> so I said he saw it in like the salmon cutters. He saw it in chief executives who like came up with solutions to stuff. Like it doesn't have to be just one thing because everyone's different and there's a million things you can do. You just gotta, you know, be good to yourself, get out there and find your flow so you can self-actualize and be the most fulfilled person you can. Yeah. Yeah. That's my bit. Not salacious, but it's a little uplifting. Wow. When I was writing, I was like, wow, this is so cool. Like, it makes you want to kind of go out and like, what is it? What can I do? Yeah. So this is the kind of deep that I like. When we say things like living in a simulation, that's when I'm like, eee, I don't know. But this where it's like, <laughs> what is the purpose? It's like, oh, let's think about that. I mm-hmm. don't know. The movie Soul was really sweet. I it's on my list. I'm, um, I I, I cried. I need to be like, I'm not, I'm not in a place where I can do that yeah. right now. I yeah. Know, I, I've heard it's very sad. It's, I, I it's just really liked it. Yeah. I and really liked it. Moron, just it's, like an emotion. Like, kind yeah. of raw. It's honestly, I think like one of my favorites wow. up there, Pixar's. Yeah. I really liked it. I, I, it I was backlash, but I watched it. I no. loved it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Going in, I really didn't like watch any trailers. Mm-mm. And then it, like, got to a point where I was, like, didn't see this coming. This, is, yeah, mm. it was good. Yeah. So, like, inside out or sadder? More sad. I mean, they're different. different. They're okay. different, so. But still kind of tug on the, oh, yeah. on the emotions of pulls, the same. Pulls Pixar on your heartstrings, yeah. Has my heartstrings in its purse. Mm-hmm. Up, inside out. I haven't seen Soul, but Soul. When I want to go cry, I will literally just watch the first part of Up. I'm like, 
Mostly because I always think like that may be what Andrew looks like when he's old, like with the glasses. <laughs> I love him. I'm like, oh, you're gonna be so hairy. <laughs> and I'm so excited. Oh I can't wait to watch him get old. <laughs> if he doesn't look like that, you ha- I'm you have the right to divorce him. Okay, like, I'm, I'm, put, like, I'm gonna go find a fucking notary and get that. Oh my god, you put that in my head, I'll never unsee it. I'm done. Good night. Bye. Good night. So yeah, that's what I got. Just go find what makes you flow. There's plenty of stuff. Don't stop creative. Get creative. creative. Yeah. Yeah. Like the guy cutting a salmon. Like I bet you not everyone slaps the salmon down a couple times to see how the insides of it move and works. You know where to cut. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I learned. That's what I learned. I was listening and I was like, wow. He was like, yeah, this guy, like he lit up and he talked about it. He said like he just loses himself. That's so cool. Pounds and pounds. Yeah. So it's out there for everybody. Yeah, it kind of makes me want to like find like a podium and like talk about something that I'm passionate about. Kind of. But I don't know what that is, but yeah. maybe I need, you know what? That's why I'm not at the top because I got to figure it out. Yeah. Got to find it. Got to find your cone. I'm about mm-hmm. midway, tw- middle-ish bottom of the pyramid. I'm working on number three. I'm a solid three. We'll get there one day. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But yeah. they also talk mm-hmm. about like, you know, three and four, because they are psychological, it it kind of ebbs and flows. Wow. I've been listening to way too many old-timey talk. But it it's not always going to be 100%. Like, there might be days where you really have to work mm-hmm. at it. There might be days you wake up and you're like, today is my day. So, mm-hmm. so can you, so. You can move up and down. Okay. And if, and just because you maybe get to, like, four, wait, do you count? One, two, three, four, five? Mm-hmm. Okay. If you get to five, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to stay there. Like, you could go to five and then trickle down or blah, blah, blah. Like, it could be, like, a daily thing or... I would say you can get to five. Like, you can get to self-actualization, find what makes your life just spark, and you can still have bad days. Okay. It doesn't make your overall life any less happy. Yeah. We also talked about mental health and our diversity and inclusion thing today. Nice. And they were taught, like, this lady named Jennifer, I won't say her last name, she made a really good point. She's like, I've... You know, there are really bad days, but sometimes it's, you have to think about, like, it's just waves. Like, this one's bad, this one's bad, but there's going to be a calm wave eventually. Like, it's going to come back down. It's going to make sense. You just ride it. Yeah. Ride the wave. Mm-hmm. Flow it out. Flow it out. Throw it out. Wow. Yeah. Well, that was a good order of things today. Started off creepy. Got a little doozy. <laughs> we self-actualized in the attic. Oh. <laughs> Poor Otto. I I do feel bad for him. He got a bad lot in life. Yeah. So don't be like Otto. Go out, Mm -hmm. find your passion. Yeah. Whether it's making a podcast or taking your dog for a walk or shopping. Yeah. Anything. Could be. Maybe you're a really good sale, like shopping the sales. That could be. That's a thing. My grandma would be good at that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's her her flow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But, uh. I think we're done here, ladies. Yep. Yeah. 64 has come to a close. Woo. Um, if you have any story suggestions or you want to just chat with us, uh, Sinister Sunrise Podcast at gmail.com. Um, we also have Facebook and Instagram, Sinister Sunrise Podcast on both. And uh, if you want some cool, fun videos, you can head over to TikTok. It is Sinister underscore Sunrise underscore Podcast. And uh, Sarah makes all our cute um videos and also she makes all of our graphics on our posts that we post weekly for the new episodes so mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Give her some love. And uh, of course, we would love it if you would recommend us to a friend. Yes. You know, word of mouth goes a very long way. Mm -hmm. um, so if you enjoy what we do, tell someone you love or that you don't love, whoever, <laughs> your dog, your cat, your grandma, your whoever, mm -hmm. that they should take a listen. So with that, uh, have a good night or day or weekend or whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. <laughs>